Have the Louisiana Raging Cajuns found their quarterback? It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Lockdown. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown today to get started. All right, did attend the Louisiana Raging Cajuns spring ball game. Uh, wasn't really a spring ball game it was more of a spring competition uh, it did get moved inside because of some serious weather actually i think we got like a tornado warning at like 6 15 tonight by that time they had already decided that it was going to be inside the uh, Montclaw indoor facility uh and they still had plenty of recruits it is the holiday weekend and so a lot of kids were there uh to watch uh the cajuns play and again we had one-on-ones it looked like a lot like senior bowl how practices uh, offensive and defensive linemen going at it and uh, wide receivers and defensive backs going at it. And we had the all-time quarterback uh, going at it. Like I said in yesterday's episode, you know, you get seven guys playing and you got one quarterback and you go three on three and you go all-time QB. And that's what Zion Chris was. And really the first time that I've had a chance to see him up close and personal. And he played all game. I asked him how many throws he made. It had to be close to 60 or 70 throws. I mean, he just kept on throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball. And I think he underthrew one towards the end. And one of the guys standing next to me goes, well, that one was underthrown. Well, you know, he's throwing about 60 passes. We can give him a little slack. It was like not quite two hours into the practice, but it was pretty, pretty close. Uh, and so we'll, uh, we, we'll, cut, uh, we'll cut Zion a little slack. But he's got some serious zip on the ball. Uh, he's really accurate, about 20 or 30 yards, even that 15-yard out. I don't know if he made any pick six throws, and I'm not even talking about having it intercepted. He did have a couple of picks tonight, a um, couple of good defensive plays. One was tipped up in the air, and you like to see that from a defensive standpoint. And then I think a couple of guys made uh, some good plays on the ball. Uh, but he's got some serious zip. When I mean pick six throw, uh, for those who do not know, it's from one hash to the far, to the far sideline. That's a pick six throw. But he, he was good throws, uh, again, on a line, uh, a lot of zip. A couple of times he overshot some receivers. I mean, a couple of times, you know, sailed it out of bounds or sailed it long in the end zone. And it looks like he still may be working uh, on his uh, mechanics a little bit. Uh, I'm going to sound like a baseball pitcher here, but, you know, it's really important for a baseball pitcher to stay on top of the ball. And it kind of feels like that's what Zeon has to do when he stays on top of the ball. Uh, it's on a rope. And when he gets underneath it a little bit, it has a little bit of loft. It may sell on him a little bit. That's, it, I don't know, it kind of just like when he would throw it on a, when he would get on top of the ball he would throw it zoom. And then a couple of times it felt like, I don't know if it's a hitch or whatever it is. It just kind of like the ball would go like that. It was, it was an odd, odd deal. Uh, but having talked to a couple of guys that have been around the program, they think he's the starting quarterback. It should be noted. They only have three Ben Woldridge, 
Chandler Fields, and Zion Christ. And all of them have been banged up one way or the other. Ben Wolders got hurt during a practice last November. Missed the end of the season. Uh, Chandler Fields had an appendectomy uh, right before spring ball happened. And uh, even uh, Zion got banged up early on in spring. Uh, and so uh, he's been taking all the reps. And they have, uh, you know, he, it's, it, it appears that he has taken advantage of those said reps. That uh, Zion, I would think, would be the leader in the clubhouse. I guess it depends on where Ben Woldridge is. And now the portal is going to open up here in about a week. And we'll see what Chandler Fields is going to do. I'm told all the coaches are going on vacation. Tried to get Mike Desimo on uh, the podcast again, but we'll get him post-holidays probably sometime next week. Uh, But uh, you will see. I I certainly have not been around the program uh, in a long time, so I don't don't know any of the players, know the coaches and some of the administrators. But – you know, I'd have no idea how Mike is going to handle this. Again, we mentioned it in previous podcasts, maybe in yesterday's podcast, that a lot of times the coaches would wait until, you know, two weeks before the season to make a, a head coach, not a head coaching decision, a, a starting quarterback decision, because then the player would be stuck staying there uh, because you can't transfer once the uh, semester begins. Now, that rules that rule is antiquated and old. But it feels like coaches are being more upfront with their quarterbacks. Thing is, though, now if one guy leaves, that leaves you with two. That's it. Uh, let's see. I mean, I guess we could see really quickly, you know, on 24 7 sports if they got a quarterback coming in, right? Like, in, is he going to be in the fall? Let's see here. Class of 2023, right? SBC, Louisiana, 22 commits. Let's see if they got a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, no, I do not see a quarterback listed. So right now, heading into or following spring ball, they have three quarterbacks. I know the portal's tough, and we're in a new era, but my goodness, um, that puts the the Cajuns in a tough spot if someone decides uh, to leave, all right? But at this moment in time, I would tell you, I think if Ben Woldridge was healthy, he'd be the starting quarterback. He's not. I'd be surprised if he's healthy you know, September's going to be 10 months if he's ready to go uh, to begin the season. I think Zion Chris is going to have a chance to start the season for the Raging Cajun. I, th- I think he's he's going to be the guy. I mean, he is a – technically, he's a true freshman. He's a redshirt freshman. So, he's still got well, technically four more years to play, uh, although you don't see that too often. Bo Nix. Um. That's just a COVID year. That's not even a redshirt year. Uh, so he can play for a lot. You know, they don't count the bowl game uh, for you anymore. So he 
played a few games last year, and he's going to have that possibility. Uh, the Cajuns are going to be an interesting uh, scenario. We've sort of previewed them a little bit in that in a Sunbelt West preview. We'll talk about that again. Uh, but I like what I saw out of Zeon Chris. They have some banged up receivers, um, some banged up running backs, although, and some guys switching positions uh, to their said positions. But uh, I think they're going to be pretty good. Are they going to be able to, you know, compete with, you know, South Alabama is, is going to be the leading contender, not only in the division, but in the conference. And then we'll see where, you know, Troy and, and uh, Southern Mississippi are, are. and, uh, you know, can Texas State be an upstart? And again, always seems like Arkansas State and ULM are starting all over again and, and that's what they are. So we'll find out. All right, let's take a time out. We'll be back with more talking about the uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns spring competition is what I would call it uh, compared to the spring game. But first, let me tell you about a little fan duel. The NBA playoffs are almost here and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. Now that I'm no longer in Alabama, I'll download the app. America's number one sports book because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained and see how many seconds the Pelicans can blow a six-point lead. Oh, no, they don't have that. <laughs> Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlor. So don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Dave Schultz back with more on Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day, uh, recapping some of the spring activity. Again, it was always going to be what it was, not a spring ball game because you only have the one quarterback. Uh, it was moved inside. I think that announcement came. At 11.30, I, I walked outside, it was raining at, at 10. Uh, and so somewhere around 11.30, they decided, you know, the weather was looking bad. And again, it became serious, uh, say, after dinner, right after work. Uh, but they had already planned to move it inside. And they got a nice indoor facility. I showed up here in 2013, and the indoor facility was rocking and rolling. I was impressed because in 2013, places like Florida didn't have an indoor facility. Miami just got one a few years ago, and that was, at the time, 70 yards. That wasn't even a full indoor facility. And here in the Sun Belt, you got the Raging Cajuns with an indoor facility. And again, also impressed with the amount. I mean, there had to be a – the fans weren't allowed. The public wasn't allowed because you just don't have that much room. But the recruits and their families were there, and there were a few hundred people there. I'm not sure if it's a few hundred recruits, but there are a few hundred people uh, checking out the game, and they were all – uh, you know, they were the recruits, so that was not it was not open to the uh, public per se. Uh, again, Zeon Chris looked pretty good um, as the quarterback. Uh, let's see here. Um, I guess Amir McDaniel, a cornerback, he looked pretty good. Uh, who else did we talk with? Um, we did talk with following the game. Uh, Zylan Perry, running back, 5'10", 187 pound, redshirt. Uh, freshman out of Franklin, Louisiana, um, a quiet young man. And then we also heard from uh, Courtline Flowers, um, 
also a defensive back. And we mentioned that in yesterday's episode uh, that they are looking to, you know, replace the Braylon Trahans and the, uh, the Eric errors that the, the, you know, and even a couple of years ago, Percy Butler having all this experience back there for years and years and years. And now you're breaking in, you know, the new era of kids and it's going to, it's going to be a thing, right? It's not something when you're playing Troy or well, ULM can be explosive, but it's going to be something when you're playing South Alabama, you got to put up, you got to put up some points. And actually last year, you know, Raging Cajuns did a good job, right? I mean, they were down. That was an odd ball game. Remember that? I mean, that was an odd ball game. Like Darrell Luter Jr. dropped a pick six. I mean, it should have been boom, boom. I mean, the 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 Jaguars should have blown them out. And then you had a uh, a Jaguars tight end collapse on the sideline that you know had brought a, a lull uh, to the action. And you're trying to play after that and. You know, the, the Jaguars took the lead and then the Cajuns came or the uh, I'm sorry, the Jaguars had the lead. The Cajuns come back to tie the ball game up, but left too much time on the clock. Carter Bradley hit a, a Jalen Wayne crossing pattern uh, and Diego Guardo uh, hit the game winning field goal. But that was only 2017. That was a good job by the defense. That was a really good job by the Cajuns defense. I think this year, again, what South Alabama is looking to do is be and I've said it before, not only do they need to be more consistent, but they need to be more consistently explosive kind of like you know what south alabama should look like south alabama should look like a couple of those offensive explosions from uh, the early napier years with the raymond clay juniors and the trey Reguses, uh and the eli mitchells that um you know they were unstoppable offensively right defensively they struggled a little bit and you're breaking in uh, levi lewis but now you have an nfl quarterback in, in at least an arm wise carter bradley um, you have a couple of really good wide receivers that have experience. Uh, your running back room is packed. Your offensive line is outstanding. You are breaking in a new center, but he played guard last year. Uh, they should be really good. And, you know, they average over 30 points a game last year. It should be closer to 40. And so can, can the Cajuns either keep up with that offensively or can they do what they did last year and slow a team like the Jaguars down? Chris Smith had a big ball game. Didn't he have a big touchdown run uh, in that ball game or certainly a couple of big runs against the Jaguars? Uh, but, you know, are the Cajuns going to be able to do that? That's the, that's the thing. Are the Cajuns going to be able to keep up offensively with, you know, again, the South Alabama's – who else is on their schedule? Let's see who else are on their schedule here. Um And it's a front-loaded – like some, like the, the Jaguars – season is front-loaded gets a little bit easier at the end although they go to texas state at the end of the season that's not going to be easy at all all right so oddly enough we did talk about this right they um they start off with northwestern state and then they're going to old dominion so they're gonna find they're gonna find out very quickly about um about their defense because they got the fordham offensive coordinator which you know, led the FCS in points, about 50 points a ball game. The big question for Old Dominion is, do they bring in, who's their starting quarterback? Is it um, the experienced quarterback from Old Dominion or the backup from Fordham in the offensive coordinator system? Who knows? And then they're at UAB. <sighs> then they're hosting Buffalo and at Minnesota. Oh, man. 
not an easy schedule. They do host Texas State. They do host Georgia State. They go to Mobile for South Alabama. They're at Jonesboro. They do host a Southern Miss. They go to Troy, and they host ULM uh, to end uh, the season. But, I mean, that is not the easiest of all schedules. Northwestern State at Old Dominion at UAB, which is Trent Dilfer now, right? <laughs> they have Trent Dilfer uh, and UAB. Uh, Buffalo is always a tough Mac school. Oh, no, that's uh, – I'm sorry, but that's uh, in Cajun Field. Uh, that is a home-and-home, home, so um, they'll go up there next year. And then they're at Minnesota, and then they do get Texas State. So, I mean, that is one, two, three, four, five, six ball games. I mean, Northwestern State, I'm not even sure they'll be favored against Old Dominion on the road, but say they beat Old Dominion, I'll say they lose to UAB. So they're two and one. Say they beat Buffalo, three and one. They uh, lose to Minnesota. Three and two, four and two, taking down Texas State. If they start the season off four and two, that's a really good start for uh, the Raging Cajuns, especially if you're getting a freshman whose first game is going to be at home against Northwestern State and then on the road against Old Dominion. So, uh, wow, that is not an easy schedule for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. All right, let's take one more timeout. We will put a bow on it. Again, the Raging Cajuns play in their spring ball game on a Thursday night uh, in the indoor uh, facility. Again, special thanks to everybody who has been uh, subscribing. All right. We an unbelievable amount of subscribers over the last you know month and a half, not even month and a half, six weeks. Well, six weeks would be a month and a half. I guess it technically, I guess Saturday, I guess tomorrow will be a month and a half. Uh, we have basically two and a half times the amount of subscribers we had back at the end of February. And if, and if the way this YouTube thing works and it uh, kind of grows exponentially, uh, we're going to be up to a thousand subscribers before you know it. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, did talk with Mike Desimo again. We will have the Raging Cajuns head coach back on uh, following uh, their little break. And we'll try to get the other coaches on. Um, we actually have, South Alabama is coming to play the Cajuns in softball. So we will have a little bit of that. Maybe uh, we'll talk about that. Um, that's happening this weekend. So we'll be able to talk about it on, on Monday uh, following the Easter weekend. Uh, but again, it's, it's been, it's, it's fun watching something like this grow that, you know, doesn't have necessarily a huge, huge fan base. Each one of these has a little bit of fan base, some bigger than others, uh, but it is nice to see it grow and get the feedback and get feedback from places like San Marcos and lovely Boo, North Carolina and Huntington, uh, West Virginia and so forth. So we do appreciate it. Uh, that is for sure. All right. Um, let's just basically wrap things up here. Uh, Locked on Sunbelt, your team every day. Uh, the uh, Louisiana Raging Cajuns played there against spring game on Thursday night. Uh, Zeon Chris was the all-time QB playing on both teams, uh, the Vermilion and the White. The odd part about it is I forgot what the winner got. It's, it's usually a nice meal, and the losing team, which in this case was the White team, was the losing team, gets rice and beans. The thing is, what does Zeon Chris eat? Does he get the good meal or does he get the rice and beans? Because he's playing 
in on both sides. So uh, again, you can see, you can absolutely see the kind of potential uh, that Zion Chris has um, in terms of his arm strength, uh, in terms of his mobility, um, really has some good arm strength. Needs to be a little bit more mechanically sound, cons- more consistently mechanically sound. And I think some of the issues that some of the throws that sail on him on Thursday will work uh, themselves out. Uh, I don't think they were. I don't think the, throw, the throws he had were bad reads, unless a couple of them are just trying to throw away because a couple of them sailed well out of bounds. So he could have thrown those. Those could be just thrown away. All right. Uh, didn't have the best viewpoint or vantage point. Uh, to watch this without, you know, trying to get run over by, by a blitzing linebacker. Uh, and so I'm thinking that the Raging Cajuns may have found their quarterback. So I think it's going to be Zion Chris. It'll be a surprise to me if it's not. Uh, and it'll be really interesting to pay attention to what happens with the transfer portal. Because, again, the Raging Cajuns have three quarterbacks, Ben Woldridge, Chandler Fields, and Zion Chris. And – Maybe Ben Wolders is healthy. I can't imagine he's healthy in August. They said him and Chandler Fields were throwing the ball, but that's it. So one's coming back from knee surgery and one coming back from an appendectomy. So uh, Chandler Fields will be healthy here and, in, in, you know, going to have a couple weeks off and he'll be fine. Uh, ben Wolders is going to be a little need a little bit more time. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, again, thanks so much for tuning in. This has been Lockdown Sunbelt. We'll have much more uh, next week. And hopefully have a great holiday weekend. And again, thank you so much for watching and subscribing to Lockdown Sunbelt, your team, every day.